here's the deal right now. GameStop just bought FaZe Clan for $17 million, which was valued at $725 million. It actually went public like a year or two ago. Uh, Better.com, which is the one where you can get home mortgages, 97% down if you look at the, the stock. And then, um, Neil, you can talk about this one. So Hopin, they sold for $15 million. And they're, they, were, they previously raised $1 billion. How much did the founder take in secondary on that one, Neil? $140 million. Good for the founder. You ended up making up some uh, cash even though the business didn't work out. Props to you. Yep. And then another one, Hello Bello is one. It's, it's a diaper company that was founded by two celebrities. I don't know if you use it for your kids, Neil. But these, nope. these people – so Hello Bello, this is interesting because um, they – Oh, two founders. Hyper company. Yep. Yep. So the two founders have like 20 million social media followers combined. And they actually hired an executive that helped found the Honest Company, I believe, which is Jessica Alba's company, which went public, which I don't believe is doing well right now either. Um, but what ended up, ended up happening was they launched the first year, they did 80 million in revenue. And then the second year, I think they're on track for like 180 million or something like that. Um, but, you know, their liabilities caught up to them. And then they basically, you know, fire selling the thing right now. So let's it, talk about they, how they still have a lot of revenue or they just have a lot of losses. I, I mean, their liabilities are, they're, they're, they're losing money, I believe. And their liabilities are like, it says between a hundred million and $500 million. So let's call it like 250 to 300. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, cause they probably took on a lot of debt and stuff to generate the revenue. Yeah. This well, I mean, they talk- took on debt cause they had to build like a warehouse and stuff cause they wanted to build their own products. So I, they, they got ahead of their skis a little bit. Yeah, and this is what Eric and I talked about in one of our past episodes uh, where we talk about how to spend on marketing the right way. It's just not marketing. It's about growing the right way. Sometimes raising too much money or taking on too much debt could be a really bad thing. And dude, you know, funny enough, I, I bank with a company called CIBC. It's a Canadian bank. And they're really good. Even if you're in the United States, they take you. They have a big U.S. branch, but it's a decent-sized bank. When I mean decent-sized I think their market cap is like 40 billion or something like that, right? Either way, there's not that many companies that are worth 40 plus billion dollars. So it's a legitimate business. And I deal with the division that deals with lending and debt, and they deal with a lot of private equity, although we're not private equity backed, we're just uh, bootstrap. And it was funny, I was talking to one of my guys there, and he, he, he breaks down something interesting. Did you know in this time, because I see a lot of data, the non-private equity-backed companies are doing extremely well. And I said, why? What do you mean by that? He's like, the, non, the private equity-backed ones, they're, they were fat, they're happy, they own a lot of debt and liabilities, interest rates are high, so they're focusing on cutting costs and just paying down debt. And the, a lot of times they don't grind it out as hard as the founder bootstrapped owned companies. And he gave a great example. He's like, you just went to India you went from the Mumbai airport to the hotel, spent three days, 16 meetings back to backs. I was only eating one meal a day because I was strapped for time and jet lagged as well. And then from the hotel, I went back to the airport and flew back, saw nothing else when I was there. And the point he was trying to make is he's like, yeah, founder led businesses. Uh, uh, when times get tough, they start getting creative and they just grind it out and they do whatever it takes to succeed. Well, a lot of these companies that were fat and happy, they're accustomed to not doing any of that kind of grinding, uh, especially when it's needed. 
Yeah. Well, here's a, here's the saying that I like. It's the founders. If you're a founder, you're a biological parent of the company. And we've seen this. Maybe we'll make this for another episode. But you and I have seen time and time again, a lot of the people that have stepped out of the business or hired CEOs, they're back in, including myself, right? And a, a lot of our mutual friends that we have. And they're back to do the cleanup work. They're back to do the hard work. And sure, they might feel like a one out of 10 with the business right now. But at the end of the day, they know what they need to do to get there. And that, that's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's periods of this, like this, that a lot of founders thrive in because they thrive in chaos in some weird way, shape or form. Um, there's a lot to do. It's kind of exciting, right? The other thing we'll say too, as this might relate to you is there will be fire sale prices. I mean, look at Hopin, right? Look at FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan was like one of the top clans out there when it came to, to gaming. And it's like, oh, we're going to explode into esports. We're going to be number one streaming, da, 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 right? And fire, $725 million to $17 million, right? Um, what else? What else is there? The Oh, here's another thing. I saw this on Twitter the other day, Neil. There, there was a story shared about how um, this guy was talking to two of his VC friends and then none of them one guy invested nothing in nothing this year. The other one invested in one company this year. So nobody's really deploying. And so the old incentive of like, hey, zero interest rate environment, let's just go raise a bunch of money. That is gone now. And as we said a couple episodes ago, discipline is back. And that's a good thing because if you're disciplined, you're going to be able to scoop up some things at fire sale prices. Dude, and right now we're seeing tons of stuff at fire sale. It's just you got to be patient uh, and you got to look for the right ones because just because something's at a fire sale doesn't mean it's worth buying. You know, I was talking to a company the other day and they're willing to sell. They want a transaction really fast. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a good price. But the amount of effort yeah, is going to- Why do they want my, it so fast? Yeah, the amount of effort it's going to take my team to clean up this stuff. Opportunity cost is actually going to cost me way more money than if I didn't buy it at all. Yeah. So like, keep this in mind. If you are going to buy something, there's always an inform the seller always has the informational advantage. And so if you feel anything's weird, a even a little off, you should probably trust that gut. Yes. Trust and Eric's done M&A as well, right? And you've, you've been on both sides. You had some stuff work out for you and you've had some stuff really not work out and it was just a mm -hmm. mess. And yep. it was funny, like buyers are like complaining and stuff. I'm like, well, a lot of things didn't work out the way that they ended up telling you. And when you need fix, when you need to get things fixed, you had to get in there and fix it yourself. And it's not yep. like those people who sold the companies to you really helped you out with solving any of the problems that they knew existed. Yeah, we'll do maybe another episode on this, but you know, take your time with it. Just understand that eighty to ninety percent of these deals typically don't work out. Um, and you know, I thought I was better than the ratio, but um, you know, sometimes you get humbled a little bit. So that is it for today. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and we will see you tomorrow.